Don't step over a dollar to pick up a dime, unless dimes are rolling all over the place. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in once again. I'm your host, Eric Powers with Sky Blue Welt, and we have another insightful episode designed to make saving money easier and a nice retirement a reality versus only a dream. Before we start this episode, please tap the follow button on your podcast player to subscribe to the show. And of course, thank you to all our subscribers. It means a lot. Now then, today's show is going to cover exactly what I mentioned in the opening, stepping over dollars to pick up a dime. An old saying that's correct, but not if we're leaving dimes scattered everywhere. In other words, if our finances are leaking a little bit, but in several places, that's certainly going to add up to a pile of dollars, right? And that's why we're asking you to take a look at those things today. The little things matter so that you can plug the holes and keep those seemingly insignificant amounts of money where they belong, which is stacking up and growing for you. Sure, lots of people have made New Year's resolutions to do better with their finances, and that is awesome, and hopefully it propels them to review where their money went for the last 12 months. But you don't have to wait until New Year's in order to do this. You can actually do it any month of the year. And folks, you really should, at any time. It's never too late. Regular reviews are probably going to help you save a lot of money just by taking notice of the wasteful spending. I do it with my family too. Every single year, we break out a new budget, we know approximately how much we're going to spend each year, and we know approximately where it's going to go. So let's start with something small, but certainly adds up, and that's subscriptions. This impacts personal finance and business. Starting with the personal stuff, and maybe you've already thought of this one. You want to make sure that you're looking through the streaming services that you have, and cut the ones that you don't use. As a personal example, when we cut the cord to cable years ago, we got on board with a bunch of streaming services. And every single year, it baffles me that we're not using this one or that one, but we had paid for it for a number of months. Frustrating for sure. By the way, paying for Hulu and still having to endure commercials makes me go crazy and wonder why I'm not just watching cable. But then I think, why don't I go even further back and just break out the rabbit ears and do that? I digress. Enough about streaming services. Let's move on. Cell phone plans. You have to add on the kiddos once they get to a certain age, so the bill obviously goes up. And the yearly phone upgrades are costly too. And it does seem like we're upgrading at least one of the phones in our household every single year. Yeah, you can try and resist and hang on to your iPhone 8, but one day it's gonna freeze up or not allow you to update an app and you're almost forced to upgrade. And do phone makers intentionally make this happen? Well, I'll give you a task. Go ahead and do a Google search and look up light bulb cartel and you'll see all the planned obsolescence that's out there which probably isn't all wild conspiracy theory after all. All right, but back to the kiddos. Another hit to your bank account can come in the form of in-game purchases that they make in games now. You would not believe how big a market buying digital items is on those things. Get this, I looked up these statistics. The in-app purchase market is expected to grow to about $284 billion with a B by 2026. In 2020, global gaming audiences spent an approximate 54 billion US dollars on additional in-game content. And in 2025, the market value of in-game purchases is projected to surpass $74.4 billion. You see how all those little purchases add up? Dimes turn into dollars and dollars into tens of thousands over time. Moving on to business type expenses that sneak up and can pile up on you. We're still talking subscriptions here because today businesses have access to more tools than ever. And I'll tell you in my business, we call it a tech stack my total outlay is tens of thousands every single year. So it's not nothing. It seems like once you move into the business world, you're really paying for it. 
if I were to go off the top of my head, I'd say the least expensive one is right around a thousand bucks a year. And you know what I found? They make it really easy to get a 30 or 60 day free trial, find one item in there that you really love and that you have to stick with. But after that free trial, inevitably, we do have to start paying those bills, right? And many of those services, we actually can't manage our business without now. The thing is, your business probably changes over time like mine. Heck, you may switch to an entirely new business. And it's easy to keep paying for software that's no longer useful when it's 20 bucks here and 100 bucks there. You multiply that out times the number of subscriptions that you overlooked, times the number of months that you missed. And that's real money, folks. Now, there is some good news about software. There's also software that exists to notify you of expenses like that. And it's usually built into your banking software or your charge card software if that's where your expenses are going. In business, though, we're used to paying attention to our core business, what it is that we are actually doing, rather than watching the books and the records. But I'll tell you, I spend the extra time setting up those alerts. I just have to remind myself to pay attention to them. Another expense category? More on the personal side, but business owners feel this pain too. Holiday shopping. No one is immune to all the marketing messages that are out there. Unless you're a minimalist with epic willpower, you're going to overspend during the Christmas season. Family, friends, and clients, and customers... That list gets pretty long. There's nothing scroogey about sticking to a holiday budget, especially considering most adults have all the stuff that they actually need, plus some. Just drive around on any Saturday and take a peek at the overflowing garages. Yep, I blame men for that, myself included. How many tools do we need, really? Back in 2021, a study found that a whopping 70% of Americans went over budget on their holiday shopping. Wow, that's got to exist somewhere, right? Probably on credit cards. It's psychological warfare out there, folks. And when you see the thousands of marketing messages every day, you are bound to overspend. Especially when Santa comes to town. That guy never picks up a tab either. By the way, if you buy gift cards, between 2005 and 2015, unredeemed gift card balances amounted to $45.7 billion. There's got to be a business plan in there somehow. Next up is losing money by keeping too much money in cash, I mean. Yes, it is a smart idea to keep liquid funds on hand for emergencies and not to mention being able to get a deal because you have cash. But if you have too much cash just laying around, that could actually be working against you. But if you have too much money laying around that could be getting interest or drawing some returns, that's a leaky financial situation, especially in today's inflation higher interest rate environment. That's interest that you're not going to be able to get back. 12 months of, say, $5,000 in a checking account isn't doing a whole lot of lifting in terms of compounding. A monthly review will keep this top of mind for you so that you can transfer funds to an investment account that will produce some interest though. These reviews will get you to sit up and take notice of whether your money is just sitting still and doing nothing. Now, if you have plans for this money in the near future, great, but a review will help to keep those plans up to date so that you're not letting it sit unnecessarily. I know some business owners rely on having liquid funds in order to make purchases for the business at the right time. And these folks just don't like to take on debt, that's fine. So liquid funds or cash saves them money in those areas. But even those people, in many cases, I happen to believe that they're keeping too much money out of the market for too long, even short-term investments that would benefit them and not keep their money locked away for long stretches of time. Speaking of investments, let me pile on apps like Robinhood for a minute. The average age of a Robinhood customer is reportedly around 31. The vast majority of young people may find these apps convenient and a way to get started investing. However, it is so easy to not pay attention to what's going on with your money or get frustrated after the first year when you lose a chunk of money. 
Let's focus on the first issue then, not paying attention. Pitching in $50 or $100 is not a big deal, even for young people working their first job. But life moves pretty fast, and when you're young and other priorities can get in the way of checking on your investments, not to mention betting solely on individual stocks, isn't exactly being conservative with your hard-earned money. I just can't imagine most people using Robinhood or those other apps are going over their investments with a fine-tooth comb. And why? Because who can focus on that one app when our mobile devices have so many and they're so distracting? How many notifications do people get while they're simply looking at their profits or losses in an app such as Robinhood? As for the first-time investors getting frustrated over losing money, how many give up on investing as a result? Too many. They see the cute graphics and the game-like effects, a lot like slot machines, on these little apps and they get caught up in that and then they get let down. See, they don't get a chance to see real investing is a methodical process which is designed to pay off over the long haul, not in microseconds with the tap of a phone screen. What about money slipping away at your job? The number one thing that comes to mind is not grabbing that free money that comes in the form of your 401k match from your employer. One study showed that the average match by employers was 4.5%, according to Vanguard, and this is money that you can't afford to let get away. Think of it this way, if you could work an extra hour per week and your boss were to pay you for two hours, you'd probably do it, right? The same applies to your 401k. When the company matches what you put in at a certain limit, then you don't want to leave this money on the table. Then you have to consider other benefit options too. Are you ignoring your healthcare plan options and sticking with what you already had? That actually really could be a big mistake if the plan's changing, but you hadn't reviewed it. The healthcare industry is way too complicated to ignore your coverage options for you and your family. You also want to make sure to check your deductibles. Check out your company's healthcare savings accounts. If one isn't offered, maybe an employee has just never asked the owner to start one. Maybe the person to step up and ask is you. These health savings accounts can save you big money when it comes to taxes. Plus, it helps you to focus on your health since you'll need to stay organized to ensure that you use all these funds wisely and on time. Two birds, one stone. And no offense to the birds, of course. Next thing that may be causing dimes and dollars to leave your pocket is insurance. We just talked about the work-related health insurance, but you know the pain of having all different kinds of insurance payments, right? So you have to pay attention to ways that you can save on all of them. Is that same life insurance policy that you bought five years ago still right for you now? Do you have enough life insurance and do you need to change beneficiaries? Believe it or not, these types of details do slip people's minds and they could cost their family or loved ones dearly. Next up is car insurance. Take note, especially if you're raising one of those beings known as an upcoming teenager, the crash rate for teens is about four times as high as compared to any other group. And it's scary, I know. Plus, you just thought that that 16-year-old only added to the grocery bill. Man, we've come a long way from just buying diapers. And that's nothing compared to their insurance rates. I advise spending lots of time researching how to reduce the insurance rates before you actually need it. When we were shopping around because of our teenager driving for the first time, we were sure and we had heard that we were going to be paying two times what we were paying now. We did our research and most of the research concluded the same thing. We did find one carrier though, and it's 130% of what we were paying previously. And when we were shopping around, we also realized that the type of vehicle that he was driving actually impacted the premiums. The newer the car, the better, believe it or not, because of all of the safety features that are included. Also compare how paying by the end of the year instead of by the month can save you money too. For the long term, here's another two birds, one stone solution. Take every step to ensure that your teen is the safest driver in the family. 
You'll be protecting them, plus imagine what a fender bender would do to an already sky-high premium on them. So sign them up for the defensive driving courses. Go above and beyond the basic required classes in order to get them a license. Heck, if there's a more intensive driving course in your area, that's a good idea because in case you've not noticed, real-life driving is getting more intense every single day. Worst drivers I've ever seen in the last two years. Or I could just be getting old, but I don't think so. Drivers are getting worse, trust me. Oh, and experience counts too. The more the young people practice driving with you, the faster they'll gain that real-world driving experience. Now, I don't do driving lessons, but if you have life insurance questions or estate planning needs, you know I'm available to talk to you about those. Schedule an appointment today for any type of financial planning questions. Okay, we should do a quick recap and then I'll let you folks go for the rest of the day. The key point of this entire episode is this. Little financial losses add up to big ones. Same thing goes for little financial gains. They add up to big ones. Time is a driving factor in both scenarios. Attention is another factor. When you pay attention to where your money is going, you don't have to ask where it went. When you don't know, time works against you because a decade can fly by and all of those little hidden expenses have not only piled up, but also robbed you of being able to invest that decade's worth of money. And that's money down the drain on who knows what, an interest that could have been accumulating. Growing wealth isn't super complicated. Some tactics and strategies work better than others at different times, and there are devils in the details, but if you make the time to manage your income and where your money is going, time will be your greatest ally in building wealth and reaching your retirement goals. Do you want to talk about your retirement plans? Do you got concerns or questions? Get in touch with me today. I'd love to be of help. Schedule a call today and now go enjoy the rest of your day and watch out for all those dimes rolling around. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.